Hello and welcome to Ill-Informed. I am the ghost that only exists in your dreams, Rogan Dean, and I'm joined with just a big old face, George Wilcox. Good morning. Hi, George. Good morning. <laughs> um, yeah, welcome to Ill-Informed. Still need a theme song. Yeah, yeah. Still I'm working. I am working on it. It is. I know I, told, I, I said that in a few episodes previous, but... I'm working on it. It's coming. One day will be a legitimate show. I've got the we'll first. We'll have a theme song. We'll have personalities. I've got the first note. Ooh. Yeah. Do you want to hear it? <laughs> yeah. Bop. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. Absolutely hate it. Well, that took me about three months. I think you should write a new first note. Okay, well. I was thinking for more of a... This is why artists don't show their art until it's complete. You're not an artist, mate. You're just a charlatan. Well. You've given me... I've given you nothing but time for you to write a theme song for the show. They said the same about Van Gogh. That he couldn't write a theme song for a show? Yeah. <laughs> I have heard that. I don't think he did, actually, in the end, <laughs> because of all the criticism he faced. <clears throat> all right. So, what are we talking about today, Georgie Boy? Right. So, I've got a dilemma for you. And today's theme will rest upon this and other dilemmas that we can think of, right? But I wanted to open it up with a Pauline foot. Okay. Name ring any bells to you? No. I'm no <laughs> idea what you're on about. <laughs> okay. Pauline... Pauline foot sounds like a character from EastEnders. <laughs> All right, Pauline. Ah, oh, big Pauline foot. All right, Pauline. Pauline on's yeah. like, oh, what was she on? There's a, they've got enough pubs. Pauline works down at the. Uh, she works it down factory. at the Lion. No, I don't. Uh, Pauline will either be like she owns like a laundromat, or she owns like um, or she's like a pub landlady. She's an older broad. That's, that's the Lion. But yeah, I know, but that EastEnders already has a pub. It's got the um, whatever the pub's called. Pauline Foot comes in with her new pub. Oh, rival pub. Yeah. To be fair, like I imagine. I don't get why there's only one pub in those soaps. <laughs> one pub, yeah. There's it only is. ever one pub and everyone goes to that one pub. And you're like, I, in reality, there'd be about five. What is the name of that pub? Rover's Return. No, that's not EastEnders. What's Rover's that? Return is uh, Coronation, Coronation Street. Street. Oh. I should know EastEnders more, given I'm from that part of the world. <laughs> East End. <laughs> All right. All right. Right, so Pauline Foote. She's not. No, Pauline. she's not a character in a soap. She actually... Pauline just works at Mills. She's a uh, British, 1960s, I think, philosopher. I'm already hating whatever this question's going to be, and you haven't even asked me yet. I know, it's because you know there's not going to be an answer that you can give. (laughs) This show isn't for deep chats, it's for nonsense. Well, that's what this is going to become nonsense, I'm saying. So, your question is, right? Who is Pauline Foote? (laughs) That's the question of today's episode. Yeah, and we begin. Now, the question involves trolleys, actually. First of all, just tell me what you know about trolleys. <laughs> what? Um, uh, you put your shopping in them. You take them around the supermarket. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they used to have you used to have to put a quid in them. You don't anymore. You no, say, now you, now you got to get those fake pounds. You, you don't even use them anymore. Some of them scrap that all together. So they've got you... like they've got the brakes on them. So if you try and take them out of the mm. place, the brake snaps on. True. Yeah. Like the one in uh, in Stratford when I lived in London, you you would just. You'd have to like navigate yourself through a wall of trolleys because so many people would try and just walk <laughs> off with the trolleys. The brake would stick on and be like, oh, and then just leave them there. So it's like a natural barricade of trolleys that have fallen. It was, yeah. 
There were, it was for the Asda in Leighton, and it was just, it was a nightmare. Perfect retreat for a zombie apocalypse. Well, you'd just be like, oh, well, now I need a trolley, and they're, they're all here with the brake on. And you can't, the brake doesn't come off if you bring them back over the line. They have to be, like, manually Yeah, reset. a guy has to flip them over and, like, knock the brake off. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's so annoying. I, uh, used, I used to work in the trolley business. In yes. these specific trolleys that we're talking about at the moment. Yeah, I've heard stories about how you used to be a trolley wrangler. I was the finest trolley wrangler in all of Essex. Because didn't me. they do it because you were the only man who worked there? And they were like, ah, <laughs> oh, you're a man, you can go wrangle up it trolleys. Was, it was me and this uh, old guy called Keith. He was about, he must have been in his 70s, right? He was a, a bit odd um, to Keith? describe him. Oh, I won't have you say a bad word against Keith. <laughs> he loved Halo 2. And Rightly so, yeah, Keith. I know. I was impressed by that. We were talking about Halo 2. He'd also tell me how he was part of a biker gang, but I never saw any evidence of this. Keith's such a ledge. He's in a biker gang. He plays Halo 2. He wrangles trolleys. So what more do you want from life? I just, I want to be Keith now. It was a, it was a miserable job, to be honest with you. I used to wear, you know those uh, Russian kind of woolly hats with the big earmuffs yes. that hang down? Mm-hmm. I used to wear one of those when doing the trolleys. And I think I probably fit the stereotype of what you expect a trolley wrangler to be. A lot of prejudice you face in the trolley wrangling world. Okay, like what? Uh, people just giving you dirty looks every probably now and again. Because of all the children you touched. <laughs> that was a separate occasion. <laughs> um, for, sorry, full disclosure, George doesn't touch kids, Thank allegedly. <laughs> this, this is what will come back to haunt me in like 50 years' time when Louis Theroux does a documentary on me. Um, All right, simmer down. <laughs> and he'll assume wrongly because of the abuse that you're giving So there was the this shows. one time um, where um, your co-host accused you of touching children? And you're like, that did happen, yes. I mean, he accused me. I, ah. But then they cut that bit out. So you're like, yeah. that did happen. I did touch yeah. children. Then my life is ruined. Thanks to you. Yes. It's a long game is what I'm playing. I'm yeah, playing the very so. long game. Yeah, you just snuck that in there. Yeah, so... It was dirty looks, little comments here and there, like, where do I put my trolley? And obviously, I'm the trolley man. You give it to me. Why ask that question? I am trolley man. (laughs) I am the trolley man. This was my song I'd sing. Yeah, it's like, it's very Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) You're there just like, with all the trolleys, like, Oh, woe to be a trolley man. It was a tough life. Uh, it is a least. tough life being a trolley man. But uh, no, I actually really enjoyed it because I would go out there, right? I'd take a book with me, my music. And I think I've told you this before, but what I'd do was there's two levels to my car park, right? I controlled, I had complete control. Free reign of the car park. <laughs> I was lord of the car park, vanguard of the trolleys. It was my car park, completely <laughs> mine. And I would cone off the downstairs, right? So no one could get up the ramp to upstairs. And that area, which was outside... I would just have free reign up there, sitting in the sun, reading my book, listening to music. I'd get my friends to come while I was on my shift. We'd all hang out up there. We'd play with the trolleys. Many games I invented with trolleys, I I promise you that. Oh, all right. Run me through the George Wilcox (laughs) Trolley League. The Trollympics. Trollympics. We call it. Well, my favorite game, right, was one where, you must have seen it, right, where they get a huge, huge row of trolleys, right? You have like 20 trolleys in one big and like block. joust with them. You, uh, no, you, what you do is you kind of, I don't know if you've seen the rope, you hook one on the very front trolley and you tie it up to the back trolley so they stick together, right? Mm-hmm. And what we'd do is in the very back trolley, because they were the big ones, 
would get people and push them down into the trolley and then would lock them in to the rest of the trolleys, right? right. So they would be in like a cage at the back of this trolley chain. Mm -hmm. And then what you do is you'd go up to the ramp and you'd just push them down the ramp and all these trolleys would just speed down the ramp with them in the back. It was actually very dangerous. One of my friends got quite hurt. We never did it again <laughs> after that. So game number one, um, GBH was not, <laughs> was not a success. Yeah. What else did you have in your trolley-based arsenal? Trolley races. Classic. Trolley races. So, yeah, you had to navigate. Because of all the car parking lines, um, we created a race course following the arrows around the car park mm -hmm. where you would race each other with a string of trolleys. I don't know, maybe about five trolleys each. And they wouldn't, okay. they wouldn't be attached, right? And so what happens is when you slow, the front trolley is still speeding off ahead, right? And if you stop at all, the trolleys just, they, they will fall apart. So yeah. you've really got to control your speed there. And yeah, if you lose a trolley, that is so much time gone. Oh, that's some good advice there. Yeah. And obviously you've got all this experience because you were <laughs> Lord of the Trolleys. Yeah. Dance now, wherever you may be. No? No. 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 Okay, I was hoping you'd... Mostly because I know a football chant <laughs> to that tune, and that's all I've got in my head right now, and I wasn't going to follow yeah. it up with that. I am the Lord of the Trolleys. Said, uh, he, said me. Right, so no, I'm not, I'm not talking about those trolleys, Rogan. <laughs> okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, go on. I'm um, talking about a different kind of You're trolleys. talking about uh, pub landlord Polarfoot. Who? Pa Pauline Foot. Pauline Foot. Pauline Pauline foot. foot. Yeah, trolleys. Diff. Trolleys. So you know that kind of trolley. That's what I said. Linda Shoe. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, Linda Shoe. Yeah. Linda Shoe, please. Uh, That's awful. <laughs> that was so bad. Okay, so no, not that kind of trolley. Do you know any other kinds of trolleys? Do you mean like motorized trolleys what american what we call trams but american no as thank trolleys. you yes yes okay. that was the obvious answer but i just wanted to <laughs> chat about shopping trolleys for a bit okay good yeah so we're talking about trams here I, I don't know why it's called the trolley problem maybe i've read an american interpretation of this british philosopher because surely she would have pauline would have called them trams right yeah but so what is it the trolley problem the trolley problem tram problem doesn't sound as good trolley problem sounds yeah. a bit it's a bit snappier. The trolley problem, the trolley dilemma, and I'm sure trolley wallies. I'm sure you've heard a variation of this, right? So I want to know what you would do and what is ethically right, right? Okay. Ugh, <laughs> ethics. Ethics are great. Everyone loves. I didn't realise we're in VLE. Ha ha ha. Med chat. So anyway, I uh, <laughs> yeah. So you you're in a tram, okay? And the trolley. Let's call it a trolley. Let me paint the scene. You're in a trolley. Okay. Going Ooh. downtown San Francisco. I can't believe I'm on this lovely trolley going down to central San Francisco. Okay. Ooh, and the sounds, the sights. Is that a man urinating? It might just be. Oh, there's some children jumping on the back so they don't have to pay for a ticket. Mm, I'm right there, George. Ah, the sights, the sounds of San Francisco. I, yeah, I'm Continue. lost. <laughs> I'm lost in this world. I've painted for myself, George. <laughs> These <sighs> vagabond children. Are you? Uh, yeah, okay. So mm, you're, The you're... smell of burning tires in the air. You're, uh... Never been to San Francisco. I hear it's quite nice. I'm full of burning tires, apparently. Nah, yeah. <laughs> so, very hilly San Francisco, from yes. what I gather. Your tram, trolley, has lost control. I already know where this I is know. going. Is Good. it going to well, be... Well, let me... Can I say it for okay. the listeners? So that... They can hear it. So your this tram... This is how we find out that I'm a psychopath is what I'm <laughs> learning from this. Your tram has lost control, right? Mm -hmm. The brakes are broken. You're rolling down a hill. You don't have much time to choose. And on the track that you're on, there are five workers working on the tram track, right? And your tram's going to hit and kill all five of those tram 
rail workers. Mm-hmm. Okay, or you have the option to pull a lever, which then changes at the last moment the track you're on to another track where there's just one bystander walking across the track who you're going to kill. The question is, do you pull the lever? Before you answer, do you pull it and consciously make a choice to kill one person or do you leave it and not choose to kill anyone or not make an action that kills someone? Oh, this thing. Because this is where we find out I'm a psychopath because I will always flip the switch and hit the one guy. <laughs> why, and why does this make you a psychopath? Because that's the because this is the quote unquote psychopath test because I'm making an active choice to flip that switch because mm-hmm. I'm making a conscious decision. I've weighed it up and gone. That's the better option. Apparently, the quote unquote right thing to do is to leave it because then I. Why is that? I don't know because I think it's dumb. I, I I don't see why anyone wouldn't flip that switch mm-hmm. because if you don't do anything, you're still complicit. You've still made a decision not to flip the switch. Mm-hmm. So you're still complicit in it. You've still... If you could have done something By, to change mm-hmm. it, you've still murdered five men. You're saying you're choosing to be passive, almost. So that yeah. still is a choice. Yeah. It's like... Uh, oh, God, I was going to think of an example. It's like if you choose not to save someone, mm-hmm. you're still complicit in that. Right. Because you've made that choice not to do something about it. Yeah. Like, so if someone's drowning, for instance, you could try and help or you could just stand and watch. Yeah, like, and I think by standing and watching and not doing anything, you've... You're responsible... No. You've arguably killed them <laughs> if you could have saved them. I mean, that is a tough... Like, imagine yeah. someone, you know, someone's diabetic uh, or someone has an, an, an allergic reaction, an anaphylactic mm-hmm. shock, and you have their adrenaline in hand, mm-hmm. but you don't give it to them, is that still murder? You didn't cause their allergic reaction unless you were, like, pinging peanuts at them from across the room. Like in Breaking Bad, for instance, when... Yes, with the spoilers for Breaking Bad season <laughs> three? Uh, one of the seasons. I think it might be season, season three. three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, when... Where Walt watches Jesse's girlfriend have an overdose in bed. Yeah, and he doesn't do anything to stop it. Yeah, while she's kind of choking on her own mm. vomit. Sorry, it's that thing of, dark. is refusing to help the same as... Okay, so okay. you're... Pull this switch, and do you know what? I was thinking exactly the same thing as you, right? Mm. I use the past tense there very carefully. Okay. Um, because I, who wouldn't pick, who wouldn't change the tram line? The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one. So like, you, it's, it sucks either way, but I'd rather kill one man than five. Yeah, utilitarianism, right? Mm. Why are they all men? You said they were, did you not say they were men? Well, I said worker men, but as in like postmen. Well, I heard man, so... <laughs> Worker people. Worker people. Sorry, I'll use the correct form. That's so, my yeah, mistake. That's, yeah, that's on you. <laughs> that's um, your inherent misogyny. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. So, you'd put... Right, so I've got another scenario for you here, which is fundamentally the same. Yeah, I know what it's going to be. It's gonna, if it was my mother on the other track or no, something along those no, lines. This is what guessing gets you. Nothing. Okay. So, you're a doctor now, okay? Okay. And you have five patients who are in dire need of organs, right? They're all going to die if they don't get their organs. Yep. And it just so happens that you have a passerby coming by, a healthy person who is the exact blood type of all of these people that you need organs for. They're all going to die. Are you asking me would I grab this man and steal his organs? What's the difference? Well, one of them is the, the second man, the bystander on the street, isn't in any sort of inherent peril 
I'm actively searching for him and finding him and stealing his organs. But in the trolley problem, they're not in active danger until you no, pull that lever. The, the trolley problem, I have a 50-50... There's only one decision to make, and it's... Like, if I do nothing, people will... Oh, that's the wrong one. It's okay. Well, with the trolley one, it's because I have to make a decision. But here, you don't Whereas, have to make a decision. You can just leave it and let them Yeah, die. but five people will die. Yeah. Whereas with this, I could get organs from other places. No, you can't. I'm telling you, you can't. Like, they're, they're literally about to die. There's no organs. There's an organ shortage. There's an organ shortage. Yeah. And they will... So what? They'll die in, like, the next day yeah. unless yeah. I steal this man's organs. Kill him and take them, yeah. Well, I'm not going to condone killing and stealing a, man, uh, organ, <laughs> a man's organs. But what is the difference? What is the difference? That is your question. Well, the difference being that, for a start, legally, I'd have to get these organs. And I'm, I can't just take them out of him and then walk into a hospital with a bunch of organs. People ask questions, George. Okay. And also, <laughs> the man hasn't consented to me stealing his organs. Okay, so, yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But he's an organ. he's got an organ donor card. Well, I'll ask him. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, mate, we've got five people who are about to die. Do you mind if I murder you and steal your organs? And he might be like, you know what, actually, that sounds like a really noble thing to do. I will go out in a blaze of glory. So you would, you would kill him? I didn't say that. <laughs> no, that's... I didn't say that. There's too many... Yeah. No, because my thing with there is there's a logistical problem. Because even if I do kill him and steal his organs, like, there's no guarantee I'll get it in the No, people. I'm telling you, you will. Like, the hospital will be really chill about it. They'll be like, oh, Dr. Dean's got all these organs from no, you No, I don't think you understand the situation. So you, you lost your license years before. And you're now... Why am I treating patients then, George? Because this is like a world where, unfortunately, the NHS has collapsed. But if I don't have cost a... of fortune. These are just poor, poor people who can't afford health care. And you, you look after with your no license. Okay. The most needy in the back streets in the shady How alleyways. much do I like these five people? Um, Am I close to them? Do I care about them in any way. I mean, obviously I'm looking after them, but, you know, that might be a job for me now. One of them is uh, your favourite singer from 2003. Okay. Who would that be? <laughs> How old was I in 2003? I would have been nine. Who did I like when I was nine? Couldn't tell you, to be honest, mate. <laughs> I don't think I've cared enough about my okay. favourite singer. We'll, we'll say Robbie Williams. I think he was around that time. Let's say Robbie Williams. Robbie Why Williams not? is one Robbie of them. Williams is on a, an operating table. Yeah. Would I murder someone else to give Robbie Williams and four other people? A heart? I don't think I like Robbie Williams that much, mate. To be honest. Who doesn't like Robbie? Actually. I like him. Don't get me wrong, but enough to kill a man to steal his organs. Well, I mean, if I'm already working, sort of, as a vigilante doctor, then sure, I'll murder a guy and steal his organs to treat five people. Why okay. not? Okay, great. So yeah, your answer's the same either way. Oh, I'm a monster, yes, George. It's what we've established <laughs> on this. I'm an absolute monster. What if it was yourself? What if I needed the organs? No, what if only your organs would work? Oh, tough. <laughs> They're my organs and I'm using them. <laughs> There's a lot of variables there, like do I have a family? No. Do Oh, well, that's sad. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I will just kill myself. And you lost your license. Then. Your the only good thing you have going for you is your organs. <laughs> who will do the surgery? Just have a healthy set of organs. If they take my organs, who's doing the surgery? Well, this is the thing, right? You lost your license, not because you were a bad doctor. Because I kept murdering other people and stealing <laughs> their organs. 
Well, that, yeah, your ethical choices were questionable. <laughs> but yeah, so you're actually the world's best surgeon and you're so damn good. I can take out my own organs and yes. put them in five people. Yes, and then the machine oh. that's keeping you going will eventually give out. You have to unplug it. You've got every organ you give, you've got a replacement in you. That will be unplugged once you finish the surgery. Why? Why can't I just have these robo-organs? <laughs> I, don't, I can't allow you the robot-organs. Well, I've I think this is a you problem. I've patented these robot-organs. So re really, this is all your fault. Like We could give these patients the robot-organs, actually. We could, but there's no money to be made if I'm just giving them for free. Oh, you could so, do it as a favour for me. Uh, you're good advertising for me. As a man who took out his own organs and yet couldn't replace them with a robot. No, they'd be like... No, they, you survived off my robot organs in order to do it. And at the time, I'll be saying, oh, my technology is not good enough to keep him going. I feel like this oh, this entire scenario is just a way for you to sell your robot organs, and I'm not going to condone that. So no, George, I'm not going to give these five people my organs. Okay, wow. I'm the world's greatest surgeon. I'll do more good not giving people my organs. Well, good luck doing surgery on my robot organs because you have no idea what you're coming up against. Well, you know, I'm the world's greatest surgeon, but I'll, I'll learn. <laughs> All right, so we'll go to our first song after such riveting conversation <laughs> on trolleys, trams, and robot organs. And we are going to start with a song by Hosier. And this is Dinner and Diatribes. Go ahead. 
and scores! This is something you can really kind of get into. We are live for Varsity Network. Throughout week seven, Raw will be keeping you up to date with the latest action as Warwick and Coventry battle it out to see who will be the Varsity champion. Whether you're listening live or catching up online, Raw has the coverage to suit you. On the 22nd of February, we'll be bringing you live coverage of the men's first football match. And the following day, we'll be talking non-stop Varsity from 2 to 6 p.m. This is Varsity on Raw 12.51 a.m. It's your teamwork. Be past it. The award for best radio show on Raw goes to... On the 8th of March 2019, Raw invites you to Victoria House for the annual Raw Awards. With tickets starting at £28.50 for members and £30 for non-members, it is an event that you cannot afford to miss. In addition to the awards ceremony, we'll treat you to a free course meal and we'll also be running a raffle on the night to raise money for calm. The dress code is black and gold, so grab your favourite gold dress or your polished black brogues ready for the evening. We'll see you there. Hello and welcome back to Ill-Informed. So today's episode, we're getting a bit deep with it. Mmm, like an Olympic swimming pool. So, George and I are just discussing the trolley problem, the trolley dilemma. And uh, I'm now going to get your opinion on it, George. So, same scenario, you're on a, a trolley hurtling down a hill. Someone's cut the brakes. Where, where is the hill? Uh, it's in San Francisco. Okay. Why is that a kind of racist accent? That wasn't. That was just oh. an accent, and you've decided that it was in here. You don't even know what accent it was or Can what you, I was trying to do. Would you like to tell me? I don't even know what it was, mate. It was just a voice, and you've just determined me. A hor- so we've, you've now accused me of being a horrible murderer and monster and now a racist. So yeah. this is going well. I'm kind of glad I said you touch kids. Anyway, so you're in San Francisco. You're flying down a hill. Someone's cut we, the brake. First of all, you, you chose to be a horrible monster, murderous monster. I don't deny that. You're hurtling down this hill, you're on a trolley, the brakes have been cut. Ahead of you, you see five workers on the track. You're going to plough through them, killing all Mm -hmm. five of them. Mm -hmm. Or you can flip a little switch there, move the trolley onto a different track, and you'll only kill one worker. Right. Can I ask, who are the five? Give me me their story. Uh, So, let's run through the the five workers on the track. Worker number one. Worker number one yeah. uh, is called Billy Jones. Billy Jones. Uh, originally Welsh, moved over to America when he was five. Why? He, why? Oh, his, his parents moved over. Okay. Dad got a new job, yeah. moved over. It's tough. Um, tough for a five-year-old, I think. Oh, but he was young enough that he could adapt quite quickly. Yeah, he doesn't okay. have a Welsh accent, but you know, okay. he's, a, he's a good kid. Billy uh, Jones, yep. Billy Jones. And uh, is he married? I was going to get to that if you'd let me. Okay, I'll let you. So Billy Jones, married. Three kids. Uh, so he's, he's got his three kids. Uh, two girls and a boy. Good father? Yeah, you know, he tries his best. Okay. He's, uh, you know, he's uh, just uh, he, he's working on the tracks. He's just trying to make a living. He's just trying to live day to day, to be honest. Yeah. He does well. He's in a happy marriage, you know. Okay. Uh, the kids are all doing quite well. One of them's about to go off to college. She's doing she's doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. That's the oldest. It's the One of the girls is the older. Oh, sounds nice. Yeah, he's, he's really nice. He's got a good little family. And he uh, works hard down on the railroad. Works hard. He just works on those tracks. He, uh, you know, he, he always... He always wonders if this is what he wanted to do with his life, but he's, he's fairly content. He's fairly content. Okay. Number um, two. Number two, we've got... Uh, so we've got uh, Bill. I just Billy. Need to, I need to... Billy, sorry. He hates being called Bill. He's not a fan of Bill. Yeah. His dad was Bill. Ah. He's Billy. Okay. So we've got Billy Johns. Uh, we've got um, uh, Nassim Ahmed. Yeah. That's our second guy. Uh, younger bloke. So he's about... 
18, 19. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, spent his entire life in San Francisco. Okay. So he knows the place quite well. Yeah. Uh, Good sense of humour? Um, no, not really. He's quite oh. stern. Like, uh, he's a, a bit of a stickler for rules, is our scene. Okay. But uh, he, again, you know, he works hard, though. Like, yeah. he, he likes what he does. He likes working on the railroad tracks. What's he working for? What's his future? Uh, again, just he's just working. He's just trying to make a living for himself. Okay. Yeah, he he was interested in uh, in trains as a boy, and this is the best he could do. Like he he wasn't very focused in high school, so it didn't really amount to much. But you know, like I said, a hard worker, stern kid. But everyone's got dreams. Like he can't just hope to just work on those tracks forever. Like, what does he want to do with his life? I don't know. He's not the most ambitious of people. I'm sorry. There's not some some people just aren't very ambitious, George. Does he want to find a partner? I mean, he'd like to. I mean, yeah. we all want to find love, George, but. Yeah. You know, honestly, he's just he's just trying his best. He's working hard. Good group of friends, though. Support. Uh, well, I mean, he knows all the other people who works on the on the trends, and mm. you know, they go for drinks every week. But what does he do when he gets home then? Uh, you know, just spend some time with his family. He's got quite a strong family back home. Okay. Like you know, they all uh, they all support him. They all love him. Okay. All right. Number two. Number two is done. Nassim. Yeah, that's Nassim. Uh, number three. Uh, Jose Gon- uh, Gonzalez. Jose <laughs> Gonzalez. Is Jose there. Gonzalez. What happened to him? Is it because it's just ironic? Oh no, just just same name. Oh, okay. just same name. Well, Quite so two very common names, Jose and Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, just it's just sometimes you share a name. He gets he gets ribbed for it all the time. Do you reckon on that shift he was like, "This is hilarious that that Jose Gonzalez song was used to sell Sony Bravia TVs with all those bouncy balls bouncing down this very street." Anyway, <laughs> Jose Gonzalez. Uh, so yeah, he, he's you know he's like mid forties. Like uh, he's uh, he's one of the, he's the senior uh, tram track worker. Okay. He's uh, one of the senior boys. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been doing this for like twenty years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he loves it. Like uh, again, you know, he's got a wife. Yeah. Uh, divorced actually. So he's got the wife. Had the wife. Divorced. Just you know, things just didn't quite click. But they've got. Okay. You know, they've got a kid. They've got a. They've got a son who but they're they very proud they, of. They get on. Yeah, they're still civil. They're still very civil. Like they're they're good people. Good sense of humor. He sounds like he's a bit of a joker at the past. He is a bit of a joker. You know, he loves a bit of banter. He 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 takes it and he gives it back. Like you know, he's just a big jovial kind of bloke. I bet he ribs Nassim. He uh, Nassim doesn't really enjoy it, but you know, he does his best. He's just he's just really jovial. Bit on the overweight side, but you know, he's he's got good spirits. Unhealthily overweight. No, he's just a bit of a, a bit podgy. Okay. You know, he's like in his 40s. Like yeah, yeah. Time has not been particularly kind to him. He's a bit thinning on top, but he's oh. got a splendid mustache. Great smile, I imagine. He's got, he's got like, he looks a bit like a, a he's uh he's Guatemalan. Okay. And he, he just looks like a Guatemalan Santa, but without the beard or the white hair. You know, just that kind of like aesthetic. Got, yep, yep. Just jolly. Yeah. Like he doesn't smile with his, he doesn't brandish his teeth when he smiles. He just mm. does a big cheeky smile big drinker no no not a big drinker that's good no he's just a regular bloke right good jose now on to number four uh number number four is uh nancy corrigan okay who is nancy corrigan is that a name i should know it rings a bell no just a just a lovely lady who works on some railroad tracks she just you know she's trying to break that glass ceiling she's like you know this isn't a male-dominated industry. She dreamed of being a railroad worker her whole life, but was always told, you can't do that, you're a woman. They were like, she was like, oh, I want to work with my hands, I, I like to get stuck in, and, yeah. and 
get involved and they were like, hmm, I don't know, you're a woman. We can't yeah. imagine you working on railroad tracks. And she was like, I'm going to show you patriarchy. Yeah. And she now works on the railroad tracks. And at school, like, she'd watch all the guys go off to their railroad track uh, class. She would, they, she'd be sat in, like, uh, home economics looking at them in Railroad 101. And she was like, this isn't the class for me. Yeah. I want to be on those railroad tracks. She was like the Billy Elliot of San Francisco. She, that's what they call her. Yeah. That is her nickname. That's what all the, the other railroad guys talk to, they say to her, they're like, oh, she's the Billy Elliot of... Tram tracks. And Billy's a bit jealous because he's like, I'm actually called Billy. Her name's not even Billy. Billy's not a smart kid. <laughs> he's not a smart lad. He tries his best, Billy Jones, but he's not the smartest of men. Uh, but yeah, that's our, that's our Nancy. She's in her, in her 30s now. She's doing quite well. Yeah, okay. Um, happy? Yeah, she is. She's very happy. Great. She's got a, she has a dog that she walks quite often. Great, great, great. She's got a, a good little book club that she goes to. She's a very, she's a very nice lady. Okay, so number five. Uh, number five... Is uh, it's it's our mate Keith. It's our mate Keith. Keith, Keith is—he's been trolley wrangling around the UK, and he's made his way across to the US. To he San was like, oh, "I know trolleys, mate. I know trolleys." He's <laughs> like, "I worked on shopping trolleys. Yeah. There isn't much difference. I'm gonna come over to San Francisco, and I'm gonna work on the trolleys." He made that classic mistake every trolley wrangler in the UK has at some point in their life. They think the adverts when they're advertising for trolley workers. You're just assuming it's supermarket. No, no, he trolley. saw his name in lights. He was like, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to dominate. He's like, I've been wrangling trolleys now to wrangle bigger trolleys. He was playing online on Halo 2 and someone, this is how he got tipped off about the work. Yeah, Nassim was like, oh, I work on trolleys in San Francisco. There's a job, do you want yeah. it? And he was like, yeah, go on then. He came across. Got in his bike. Yeah, they, he brought his gang across. No, he didn't bring all of them, but he's, no. he's in the Hells Angels now. Okay. <laughs> Okay, nice. And what about wrangling trolleys? Does he ever go back to that? Does he miss it? Miss oh, well, that's line? what he does with the actual trolleys. If anyone, if they get loose, he just grabs them, wrangles them back in. Fair enough, yeah. That's, okay. uh, that's our Keith. Right, so we've got our five. We've got... That's our five. We've got Keith, we've got Nancy. We've got our rogues gallery. We've got Jose, we've got Nassim, and we've got Billy. Yeah, All right. sorry, run through those names again for me. we got a Billy, we've yep. got a Nassim, mm-hmm. we've got a Jose, yep. we've got a Nancy, and we've got a uh, Keith. Yeah, there we go. Lovely, diverse cast of characters. Yeah. So, Each with their own lives and intricacies. Who's on the big question? Who's on the other track? Oh, on the other track is uh, Peter um, R. Kelly. Peter R. Kelly. Peter R. Kelly. O. Kelly. No, Irish. Peter R. Kelly's a different guy. <laughs> Irish Heritage. He's one of those guys Irish. who's just, yeah, uh, he, think, he claims he's Irish, even yeah. though he's never set foot in the country. He's like, oh, I got Irish heritage, Anna. Yeah. And you're all like, mm, all right, Pete. He's like, don't call me Pete. I'm like, all right, Pete. Yeah, it's being called Pete. He's just, he's not a very nice man, actually. Oh, he's not? No. Oh. He's a bit of a drinker. Okay. Loves a drink, does Pierre. Right. And he's just a bit loud, a bit obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said some very unfavorable things to Nassim and Nancy. Just not Oh, nice so he's a railway worker as well. He was just He's on the other track, mate. Oh, he was doing some work there. I okay. thought, yeah, that's what he was he was working right, on the other track. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well he was walking he was supposed to be on the track with the other five and he was like, nah, I've got better things to do. He was like went for a walk and right, okay. it was like, listen lads, just leave him. He'll 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 come back, he always does. We'll just give him some minutes to cool off and he'll be back. And he wandered onto the other track just in time for you hurtling down that hill. So uh, is there any redemption there? Can he redeem himself? Oh, I don't know, mate. I mean, we've all got the potential to redeem ourselves. Maybe watching five of his colleagues get brutally mowed down might just give him a bit of introspection. 
But no, he's not a very nice gentleman. All right, well, my decision's been made then. Okay. Yeah, I'll kill him. Why? Because he's not a, a quote-unquote good person, George? Are you, are you letting your bias interfere with whether you choose to save or kill Well, statistically, I think there's a lot more lives revolving around those five, and they have a lot more potential to do good in the world than the guy whose name I've forgotten already. Okay, what if I told you Peter O'Kelly um, adopts children, and <laughs> although he's quite unsavory. An alcoholic, unhappy... I didn't say he was unhappy. Okay, but you said he wasn't a good character. Oh, I, I did say that, but... What if new information comes to light and we find out after his death that he was a big charitable man, that he was constantly volunteering at homeless shelters and animal shelters? Well, then I feel bad, but it's after his death, so there's not much I can do, really. But, like, you can now have the potential to go back in time and perhaps change your decision. <laughs> if I could go back in time, I just wouldn't ride the tram. <laughs> you wouldn't stop it. You just... wouldn't be like, you wouldn't go, do you want to check the brakes before we leave? Oh, You'd just... just go... Ah, I'm just not gonna. I'm just gonna make someone else make that choice yeah. for us. I think you're the biggest monster here. Never George. ride a tram. That's what I've learned from this experience. Like, have you been on a tram in your life? I can't say I have been on a. Oh, I've, yeah, no, I've been on. Well, have I been? On, possibly. I might. Yeah. They're far more exciting, I think, than they appear. Do you know what I mean? No, like, I think quite the opposite, mate. I really? think people are like, oh, a tram, and you get on, you're like, oh, a tram. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's actually what I meant to say. And I just you just said the exact opposite. Said the exact opposite of what I wanted to say. Do you ever do that? Do you know? I never really understand sometimes how words come out, and it's as though you think about them as you're speaking them, and then you actually look back and reflect, and you're like, actually, I didn't mean to say that at all. Yeah, we've all had that. (laughs) Actually, no, you're the only person who's ever done that, George. Oh, really? Most of us just yeah, we know exactly what we're saying. Perfectly. Perfectly. Well, like I never flub my lines or say the wrong thing or get halfway through a sentence and forget what I'm talking about. Never in my life, mate. The worst is like when you realise you've said something bad midway through what you're saying. Yeah, or you start a sentence and you're like, oh, I already know that what I'm saying is wrong. Yeah. My, my eyes kind of widen as well. I'm like, like, I think it's very obvious. I'm not good at hiding it. Some people can just defend it. Some people will say something they know is wrong, but because they've said it, they don't want to look like they've said something wrong, so they'll defend it to mm. their death. And that frustrates me. I, I'm more caught in the headlights. Or I'm very devious about it. Oh, devious how? I'll somehow twist it into another statement. That You just shout, not afterwards. No. You're like, so I don't think this should be over here. Uh, no. Yeah. Hey, how, yeah. Do you do it as well? No, I'm not a monster. No. I just murder people and steal their organs. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right. So... Okay. We've established that you would, you'd go for the one versus the five. You would make the active choice to mow down a man. Yeah, I think five of those. Yeah, I think it depends who it is, and in that scenario, I'm Peter O. Something. Peter O. Kelly. Peter O. Kelly. How would you not remember? Who were the other five names? Just to Uh, remind me. (laughs) It was Keith. Yeah. It was Nancy. Mm -hmm. It was Jose, Nassim, and Billy. Do you remember any last names? Uh, Yeah, it was uh, Jose Gonzalez. Yeah. Uh, I want to say Nancy Mulligan. Ooh, close. Carrigan, Corrigan. There we go. Um, Keith, you never gave me a set. You just said Keith. I just said Keith, yeah. So that's three or five. Uh, the other Keith's two. like, sure, he doesn't have a last name. <laughs> he just goes by Keith. He just He's like, no, no, it's just Keith. If you go around within a one-mile radius of that Sainsbury's and say, do you know Keith? 
don't know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. On his birth certificate, it just says Keith. <laughs> On his tombstone, Keith. Keith. Ride till I die. <laughs> and the other two, Billy, I have the Zane in my head, but that's just a celebrity. That's the actor. To be fair, when I was going through all the names, it took a lot for me not to just say names of famous people. <laughs> Like, when I said Keith, I almost said Chegwin. Oh, I was thinking of Keith Lemon, who I despise. I despise Keith Lemon. Keith... I just don't get his appeal. I don't know why he has a job. I, yeah, I honestly don't. I don't find him funny in the slightest. I'm like, you're loud and obnoxious, and that shouldn't be... Yeah. I just... Ugh. But yes, and I think on that note, in order to forget Keith Lemon, <laughs> he is incredibly loud and obnoxious. I apologise, Keith Lemon, if you are one of our listeners. Oh, yeah. Please don't, <laughs> please don't leave us on that. Message in. We'll invite you in for... A talk, and we can see if we can change That's our opinions. Real you. But uh, I'll leave you with that, Keith, and with Stereophonic. It was, uh, it was Billy Jones, by the way.
tomorrow across you. Whether it's bistro style eating or daily specials at Shenanah's. Party pub grub and real ale at the Dirty Duck. Salad and sarnies to go in the bread oven. Or coffee and a ketchup at Curiosity. We've got something to suit every taste and any budget. And if you've got a big night ahead at the Cockle Rooms, start it right at the Terrace Bar and our expertly stocked bar overlooking the piazza. The Warwick SU outlets, there's something to satisfy every craving. Okay, and welcome back to the show. Now, before that song, we were talking a bit about Keith Lemon. And Rogan, I have I have a question for you now. Okay. Right. You ch- you chose. Is it would I steal Keith Lemon's organs to give to five six pe- sick people? Yes. The answer is yes. A thousand <laughs> times yes. But they all turn into Keith Lemon. Oh the no! <laughs> uh, I- I'll spur them the torture. Your question is right. Okay. You are. You've decided to hit the five and save the one, right? Okay. You've decided that because I, I, last minute I was like, you know what. Peter O'Kelly is actually a really great no, guy. you don't have Peter O'Kelly oh, or I anyone don't. else. It's just a random stranger. But the five, and we'll call it the Keith Lemon Five. There, it's five Keith Lemons. Not five of them, but one of them is Keith Lemon. He's the leader of the pack. Okay. Who else would you put in this oh, position? Which other celebrities? Which people do I hate more than anything? Yes. Oh, that is a good question. I hate a lot of people. And I'm not talking about warlords. And things like that here. Like actual celebrities. Celebrities. Oh, who do I think is just an awful human being? Oh, with no like research, this is actually not great. Um, oh, I, I dislike a lot of people. I dislike a lot of people. I always hate like the attention seeky types. So like, I'd probably put Katie Price on there because I hate any person who just like every month will sell a story and it's irrelevant and I'm like I don't care. <laughs> I don't know, because I've stopped watching like TV, like live TV, so I, I don't get exposed to people I really dislike anymore, which is good. It's good for my blood pressure. All right, can you, who, would you, uh, who would you stick on there? We'll make a combined Right, five. okay, Chris Evans. As in ginger Chris Evans? Yeah, he annoys me. Not, not other Chris Evans. I like other Chris Evans. Hot Chris Evans. Hot Chris Evans. I don't hate Chris Evans name? enough that I would feel the need to hit him with a trolley. Well, unfortunately, Keith Lemon's there. You're right, Chris Evans. I actually feel a bit sorry for him and his career. Yeah, although and he also owns that like '50s Ferrari California, which is the most beautiful car I've ever seen. So. Is that why you don't want to put him there because of that car? Uh, but then it'll be what, no who one kno- who owns that car. It, yeah, who knows what happened to that car? I just thought he. I don't know. The um, was it Billy Piper? I always found it a bit strange how he like didn't he at like the age of like when she was like 18 or 19, he like bought her a Ferrari and like a car. I mean, that's a flex. Yeah. How else do you get women to like you, George? And this was Billy Piper, who was a model at that time. Yeah. And Pre-Doctor Who Billy Piper. I, think, I don't know. I feel like he was such an awful choice for Top Gear. Did you ever watch any of them? No, I started watching Top Gear when it was uh, the three of them. Exactly. So Why? The because to... it was Chris Evans. He brought it down. No, before he was even on it, I stopped watching it. Like when it was still Clarkson, May and Hammond. Why? I stopped watching. I just kind of went, it was, it, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think I just it was one of those things I just stopped actively trying to watch, but I used to watch it all the time because it used to be on Dave. All I the time. loved Top Gear. I loved how exciting it was. I loved it. Like I really, I was I was into cars back then, and I used to love the challenges they did, especially when they started going abroad and doing them. Although I really liked when it was just like 
they gave him a budget and like get a car do these challenges and stuff like that I really liked when they did stuff like that yeah mm. yeah alright so you don't want Chris Evans fine we'll put him out of the way no um, who, oh, someone who does annoy me um, what's his name is it like Rylan or something he was on like X Factor or something he's the fellow who cried and it was a really ugly cry and he went right. viral for a bit and now he's like a he does like present uh, he presents stuff on like one of the morning shows now. I've no idea. Oscar Pistorius, I'm putting in there. You said he's he's an athlete as opposed to a celebrity, and he's also a celebrity athlete. He's definitely a celebrity. Sports and also father. a murderer. I thought the whole point is that we didn't do like I know you said like no warlords and stuff, but I don't think we can put convicted murderers on there because then what's the point? Wasn't it? Was it? Was he convicted of murder? I forgot. Didn't he have a retrial and? He, he was only in jail. He's only been in jail for a few years. Hasn't he been let out again? He might have been acquitted, but he clearly did it, though. That's fine. He's in my tram line. All right, I'll stick Oscar. I'll, I'll put on the Blade Runner. I'll stick him in. I'll murder a disabled man with a tram. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. Like, like I said, no one really annoys me at the moment. Um, except from, like, politicians at the moment. But that's too easy mm-hmm. to be like stick a bunch of politicians on there. Like, I'd put Farage on in a heartbeat. Yeah. I'd put him on the track and I'd make sure we reversed back over him. Was it was it R. Kelly who was a bit of a... R. Kelly has recently been... I, oh, what's he been? I think he's been convicted of, like, assault or something. Yeah. R. Kelly's not a nice man. I mean, there's the stories about him peeing on people and stuff like that. And then more recently, he's he's been he was in the news. And I'm pretty you know, sure it was assault. Sadly, you know how, like, they say, you know... This just shows my ignorance, really. Like, I should be more informed about stuff. But unfortunately, I'm very ill-informed. You know how they say, never meet your heroes? It was R. Kelly, your hero. <laughs> R. Kelly was not my hero. Uh. Although that... Yeah, I did like his album, which had Remix to Ignition on. And I Believe I Can Fly, was that him? Yes. Love that song. Love Space Jam. No, Chuck Berry as a kid. Chuck Berry... Owned, do you know who Chuck Berry is, right? Yeah, the the guitarist. The guitarist from the, from the fifties, sixties, like yeah, famous uh, guitarist. trying to be good. That's First artist I ever saw live, Chuck Berry. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and um, I found out he had his own restaurant, and in the women's toilets he hid cameras. Oh, Chuck, no. Yeah, yeah, and uh, would film women going to the bathroom. Oh. And, uh, like, I, I think that's actually one of the lesser crimes he has committed. Yeah, He's a creepy, Hollywood's creepy filled individual. with monsters, isn't it? Mm. Like, you know, the Weinstein stuff, Weinstein. the Louis, uh, Louis C.K. stuff, which he then had the cheek to, like, try and joke about, and yeah. I'm like, stop it. Tom Cruise creeps me out. Oh, he's just in a cult. It's not his fault. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the cult is horrific, though. They literally Scientology is. Oh, so imprison people with ideas. allegedly, allegedly, allegedly kidnap what? people and take it's all a, their money. Scientology is a certified religion, though. Now, yeah, it has been for a long time. Mm. It's a religion that you have to pay to get to the top to, but which isn't suspicious or cult-like. Now that it's a religion, we can't call it a cult, right? Because isn't that when they get religious status? Isn't that when they become a religion instead of a cult? I mean, people have been saying. They're a religion, but they are, they're a cult. But what's the difference? I mean, there's not actually much difference. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't, yeah. They're a cult, though. They're a cult. They're definitely a cult. Okay, but what They're makes, a cult under the guise of a religion. What makes Christianity not a cult? Um, I'm not the best person to ask that question, George, because okay. I would consider Christianity a bit of a cult. <laughs> well, we'll move on from that. Um, so, yeah, we've got yeah a few people there now in the firing line. We've got Oscar Pistorius, Keith Lemon, Chris Evans... 
Who else are you putting in there? We need two more. I've said Katie Price. I'd stick Katie her in. Katie Price. Okay. For just because you don't like her? Yeah, pretty much. Like I said, I don't like attention-seeking style celebrities like one. So, like, we haven't People gone who've had, yeah, like a tough upbringing and really just, you know, never had the attention they deserved as a child. And no, I don't think it's that. I think she craves attention. So we'll do everything in her power to craves that attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one's really annoying me at the moment because I haven't seen anything for people to annoy me. I've done quite well to avoid it. Like, if you'd asked me a couple of years ago, I'd have a big list of people where I'm like, I can't stand this person. Okay, well, we need one more, and I'm going to press you for an answer here. Why me? Why you? Because you say you have nobody, but I believe I believe there's an anger there in your heart, a darkness. Well, there's loathing. a lot of that. There's just no one I can think of particularly at the moment. You wouldn't put Trump in there? Oh, well, I've already got Farage in there, haven't I? Have you? Oh, for, so we got five then? Yeah, I said Farage. Okay, so, so you're throwing Farage. Him and then go back over him. I hate Farage more than I hate Trump. Why? Uh, because A, Farage is in this country. B, he's a horrible racist. C, he's manipulative and s- conniving and just an absolute insert expletive here. There's a lot of things I don't like about him. Fair enough. Okay, well, yeah, I guess with that we have our five and we'll say our goodbyes. So, Rose, All right, leave it so... To Thanks for listening to Ill-Informed. Quite a dark episode of Ill-Informed, it's turned out. Uh, and yeah, thank you very much for your continued support. If you want to hear a little bit more of us, then you can find us on Facebook at, at Ill-Informed Show. or on Twitter at Ill-Informed Show. Yeah, at Ill-Informed Show. Um, you can listen to our old episodes. So if you go on the SoundCloud, which you'll find through the Facebook, you can listen to our last three. Uh, we are in the middle of shifting everything onto a new hosting platform, so hopefully we can have all the episodes on there, but... It's slow going. It's a slow process. Uh, if you want to listen to us on the go, you can find us on iTunes. You can listen to us there. But if you don't have an iPhone, you can listen to us on Stitcher. So you've got options. And if you do listen to us on either of those, please give us a, a like or whatever. Please rate and review us. That's what you do. Rate, review us, do all that kind of stuff. Just, you know, tell your friends if you enjoy the show. Get them to listen to us. Come tell us if you listen to us who you'd, you'd like to that you listen to us and you enjoy us. And if you have five people you want to stick on a train track and murder, then let us know. Uh, I'll actually remember this time. I'll do a thing on the Facebook, and I'll actually remember this time, we hope. And, uh, yeah, we'll find out who, which five people you put on a train track so you can run over. Or maybe I'll do one to see which way people would lean, if we can find anyone who would sacrifice the five to save the one. Maybe. Anyway, after all that, thank you very much. I'm Rogan Dean. And I'm George Wilcox. And I'm going to leave you with Foles and On the Lunar. Have a great rest of your Sunday.